everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. A couple of things to uh, discuss here right off the top here. Uh, I was informed the, uh, did I say 18 minutes? I meant 18 seconds. Um, I I was informed by one of the people down at the Deck Bar uh, down in Florida tonight that they've, they've started a new very popular beverage down there. Uh, for a long time, it, it's been Jamie. Um, that, that's been just the, the drink that gets passed around down at the deck bar. And I'm very disturbed to say, gentlemen, that they are now on, you're going to shudder when I say this, peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it we should have had bad. Ellie on to discuss this. It, it, disgusting. it must the, be a Florida thing. It, it's got to be. Uh, the brand is is Screwball, which I've heard of. I've heard of that. Fuck yeah. that shit. But but yeah, <laughs> I, I I look. I have a. I try to have a policy of don't knock it till you try it. But I just cannot imagine. It's good. Really? Hey, yeah, you're all hating right now. Really? Yeah, yeah they have like little airplane airplane bottles. What? The, uh, so so is it sweet? It's is very it? sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It you can't drink bolted. too much of it. But exactly. It, so, yeah. like you, you mix whiskey with Frangelico, and and you get this the screwball. Fuck that. No. <laughs> no. Well, uh, I, I don't it's, know when I'll a, get down it's there. It's an American again, version of a of a rusty nail. Fuck that. that I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of something different. Forget and, it. And by the way, I did get a text earlier this week, Ben. Uh, one of our uh, avid listeners has been very disappointed in your lack of f bombs. Um, and yeah, there is. you've made up for it, uh, in spades right there, my man. Uh, so, Dude, uh, I mean, so to yeah. Matt, who's enjoying his 90 degrees in Arizona, he now gets his F bombs. Um, I mean, and, the, and then one last thing here mixed liqueur with whiskey that's just disgusting. I, I, hey, I, yeah, anyway, yeah. so I, I received a box yesterday, and ah. currently, this box I, I keep trying to open it, and, and it's open, but it's just filled with. It's confetti. in the box. Confetti. Yeah. And uh, it's there, there's a card. Um, you haven't opened the card yet. I, I, no, I did. I just opened the box literally uh, seconds ago. And it does have some traditional uh, peanuts uh, in it. Didn't have and um, so I'm just going straight. Today is March 75th. Birthday. Yes. So. I turned 75 <laughs> today, everyone. I thought it was 77. Uh, Whatever. One of in those. either case, get off my lawn. Yep. And wow, look at the bubble wrap. I mean, this is incredible. Uh, uh, I, I, my goodness, there's a shirt in here. What's the? It's what I do. I drink and k- kill things. No like, things. Grill, grill things. Grill things. Okay. It's what I do. I drink and grill things. There is no doubt about that. There is absolutely no question about that. that and, be oh, look at this. Look at this. Ah. That is a very nice bottle of Red Breast Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey. Good shit. That it's is very from a, a very, very nice person out there in Oregon. Ben, thank you. Mm-hmm. I will read the card later. Because no, no, it, you should read it now. Oh, I should. <laughs> oh, all right. If you're new to this show, I apologize. We will eventually talk Steelers, but um, <laughs> by the way, all, all the paper shards are those like the weekly reports from work. 
or uh yeah weekly shit i don't know it was just shredding i needed something to fill the box in. well I, was, okay. I, I grabbed some shit and was like yeah there we go that's fine so that's the front of the card um <laughs> it, it I, it's pretty self-explanatory uh <laughs> Uh, if you're listening, day. you should just go to YouTube right now yeah, and just watch, watch the YouTube yeah. listeners. Um, I apologize. Um, it says, uh, in celebration of the anniversary of your birth, happy birthday, fuckface. Uh, yeah, right there. I'm not making this up. That's what it says. And it's a wonder why I have any friends. It, it really is. Um, I was really hoping he'd open it in front of your family. Like, well, as I told you, with, with an Italian wife, friends, with See? an Italian wife, friends, and you open it up and it says "Happy Birthday, fuck yeah, face." I, I was I really mean, hoping, but you know, well, instead, it's, it's this audience, right? Yes. Anyway, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ben. Obviously, very, very You're much. Welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, pour yourself some. I, I, it's going to happen in just a second here because I just polished off my uh, maker's mark or about to. So, yeah, it's going to happen here momentarily. Ooh, you're going to um, taste test between maker's mark and, and red breast. Oh, well, I got a pretty good idea. Oh, what's you, were yeah, you got Kentucky. You were going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's I don't make time it to whiskey, talk. But I'm, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I am a uh, fan. A fan of what? Of the red breast. Oh, I know you are. That's why I'm very excited to try it. Yeah. Oh, and my mother did get me this glass, by the way. It says uh, vintage. Ooh. I don't know if you can see that. Vintage 1972, the year of my birth. Uh, she very nice. This very nice. Glass. Yeah. 1972. I know. It should say 1952, I right? Thought it was like, Since I was like 70 today? No. I, I, 42. <laughs> I thought it was like 1872. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there, there are times my uh, my uncle fought in the Civil War. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, all right. Steelers stuff, gentlemen. Uh, draft time and all that great stuff. Uh, we are about four weeks out, I believe, I think. Mm -hmm. Is it four yeah, or five four weeks. weeks? Four exactly. Four from tonight. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, I mean, let the smoke screens begin. Let the uh, misinformation begin. Let the real information begin. Let it all begin. Because now is when it gets fun. The Lions are already talking about trading out of number two. We've gotten a lot of phone calls. You know, and that could be possible. If somebody I mean, really wanted Malik Willis, yeah, you could dangle that out there and be like, it, hey. I think they, they literally did that. That they like over the last week, there's yep. been a, a an increase of Malik Willis to Detroit talk. So I think yes. they're trying to increase the value of their pick and see if someone will give them three first rounders for that number two overall. I pick. mean, I'm just saying. Hey, and if I'm the Lions, I got so many things I've got to uh, right. do to rebuild. I would love a couple more first round picks. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if anybody's going to do it, but very interesting. Um, let, let me start with this real quick. We've kind of touched on this before. And, and Ryan, I'll start with you. What do you think the chances are that the Steelers would would move up in this draft? I mean, there's yeah. all. I get it. There's always a chance, but yeah, yeah. when you, you know. Think the, I, I sound like a broken record. I've talked about Kevin Colbert, you know, tucking those picks in at night mm -hmm. and reading the bedtime stories. And for those listening, you're probably like, shut up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> never you know, I, I think that if they think that they're, if they think that their next Ben Roethlisberger is in this draft, um, I, I think that, and I don't know if they, I, I'm saying if they think that, I'm not saying I think that, but if they think that, 
then I could see it happening. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, the only quarterback in this draft that they think is going to be Ben Roethlisberger or their the you know their heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger is Malik Willis. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see the Steelers putting up enough collateral to get the the two with the Lions now early yeah. or late late you know eight or nine or whatever I I don't know but that's the only quarterback I can see them trading up for and mm -hmm. I've convinced myself that they might do it and I'm okay with that because I think he's a, he is a boomer bust but um I I still don't think they're gonna do that not in this draft so, Ian, you, you know this stuff way better than I do. Uh, when the Steelers moved up to get Devin Bush, mm -hmm. what did they have to give up to get to 10? It was, oh, boy, it was their first and second round picks from that year. Right. Um, and then they gave up a third round pick the following year but got a fourth round pick, so it was kind of just a swap of picks the following year. Um, and I think they got back another later round pick somewhere, too. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, um, you know, it wasn't. It, here's the thing: is if you're willing to move up from twenty to ten to take Devin Bush, which they absolutely needed an inside linebacker, people would have torn him apart if they hadn't done it. Yeah, that if you're willing to do that for Devin Bush, you should be willing to do that for a quarterback if you think the quarterback is that guy. But we talked about this a lot last week, so I don't want to mm -hmm. rehash everything, right. but. There's no quarterback in this draft that I'm willing to give up next year's first-round pick for. That said, if you could get away with moving up for a guy and not give away next year's first-round pick, maybe you consider it. That being said, I still think both Willis and Pickett are going in the top 10 um, just because of the number of quarterback-needy teams that are in the top 10 now. With, I mean, Every year. We've added Atlanta. Yeah. We've got Seattle. We've got you know Carolina who knows what other teams do, you know, the jets have multiple picks that they're probably willing to shop one to let somebody else move up. So there's just, there's too many quarterback needy teams ahead of the Steelers. I just mm -hmm. don't see them. Plus the Steelers don't have a ton of picks this year and they right. don't have a ton of picks next year. So right, they don't right. really even have a lot of draft capital, which I hate that word because draft capital is kind of a myth, but, uh, and here's why I'll just say it. the number of draft picks you have is meaningless. Draft picks are only as good as the people you have scouting, the people you have making the choice, and the coaching staff you have to develop the players. Other than that, you can have as many picks as you want. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How well developed the players already are when they come in now matters a lot, too, because you don't get as much time as you used to get with those players. That's, that's true, NFL which is PA. why I said scouting. Scouting and yeah. development. Yeah, scouting is huge. Matters. Development matters but again you, you don't you don't get as much time so now it takes a lot longer the arc for developing a player like a Malik Willis who comes in and has a lot of raw talent a lot of raw ability but doesn't he's not very refined you know he's he's lacking polish to yeah. his game it's going to take him a year or two to be a solid contributor and I mean the most Detroit thing in the world would be to take him at number two and play him this year and ruin his fucking career. Yeah, oh, so yo, it wouldn't yeah. shock me at all yeah. if that happens. Um, and I, I don't think the Steelers are going to trade up. And I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, Pickett, 
Willis first and then Pickett. They'll both go in the top 10. Uh, both Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert, Colbert first, mm-hmm. have said we really need to hang on to our draft picks. Yes, we're interested in quarterbacks, but we really need to hang on to our draft picks and and, and not give those up. So yeah. it doesn't sound to me like, like a trade is in the cards. They did due diligence on every top yep. quarterback, in, including Howell, who I don't like at all. Um, <laughs> nah. Uh, our our guy our guy Derek posted a, a video clip of of him uh, Sam Hall of North Carolina in, in his bouncy uh, pocket uh, awareness uh, he he literally he looks like a a boxer um, yeah getting up on his toes and literally getting air I mean you you want a quarterback to to have good feet but you don't want your quarterback literally coming up off the I ground mean, every time I mean Antoine Randall did that in Super Bowl forty. That was beautiful. Yes. That, that, that was a well-thrown pass. Yes. <laughs> Never set his feet. Uh, I think he just he had some inertia coming around the edge anyway. So mm-hmm. he just used it and inertia. whipped it out there, you know. That was beautiful. But, uh, yeah, by and large, you, your mechanics really do matter, especially if you throw oh, it along. Huge. Huge. Um, and, and howls are awful. Yeah, and he, he's got a Willis lot. Of, Willis has really bad mechanics. Yep, Willis has mechanics <laughs> stuff to work out, um, and and as does decision making, accuracy. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's just a really good athlete. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm with you guys. I don't. I think we have too little draft capital uh, to to make any too sort little draft of draft capital. Is true. Yeah, I mean, it's just I just don't see it. Um, the thing that makes it capital is that that you can trade it. Yeah. For yeah. value, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. My 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 parting shot on the, the draft capital argument is that in 2015 the Browns made 12 picks, and in 2016 the Browns made 14 picks. They made 26 draft picks over two years, right. And went one in 31 over the next two years, right? So, but but their coach was being paid. Well, to, <laughs> right. Supposedly they, he was he was being paid. To tank, right? And to imagine, lose games, and all going, they got was Baker Mayfield out of that. Hey, Baker hey. Mayfield and the second best pass rusher in the draft class. That's true. It's, it's right, and and and, and Kevin one overall. Kevin Costner did a hell of a job on that draft too. Yeah, Kevin Costner was kind of a badass in his short stint as the as the Browns. Oh, he did a super job. I mean, moving those picks away, he was yeah, in that uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, jeez, what a That's joke. Pretty sweet. Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk receivers because the Pittsburgh Steelers need receivers, guys. Um, I, I see more and more stuff. No, Rico Bussey is a stud. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I like Rico. Eh, like two years ago? It's a great name. Uh, no, I was getting to camp. He, Last know, year. Yeah. Last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, first of all, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that two receivers are taken in this draft. I don't think it happens, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, shock me either, given the fact that they haven't signed one yet. No, no, there's no veteran presence in that wide receiver room, and, and that's, <laughs> no. that's not necessarily a knock on on anybody. But because if your veteran receiver is Deontay Johnson, I need a veteran. I gotta yeah, have. I, I agree. I agree. Um, they they need like a Jericho Cotri type signing. Exactly. Yes. That yes. would be so, you know ideal. 
So tomorrow morning, Ian's going to publish uh, the draft profiles of the receivers. So, Ian, go ahead. Give us a rundown on, on some of these guys that you looked at. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, sort of the, the top tier, kind of regardless of which, you know, rankings you look at, pretty much the top five guys are all the same names in the top five, regardless of who's ranking them. Um, and there's really no consensus top receiver in this draft, right? There's not a Jamar chase. There's not a, you know, there's, there's not a guy that you say, this is the best receiver in this draft class. Um, there's pluses and minuses to all these guys. Part of that is that Alabama's Jamison Williams and USC's Drake London are both coming off of injuries. Williams tore his ACL in the national championship game. Uh, Drake London broke his ankle in October, missed the rest of the year. Would, um, would, would either one of those guys be a clear cut number one without the injury? Or would it still be questions? I think they'd both be in the conversation. Um, the two guys from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, or Olave, both blew it up at the combine. Um, and coming into this season, a lot of people thought Olave was the the top receiver in the class. Um, he's got some inconsistent hands, but I mean, both those guys are speedsters. Um, Olave's a little less physical. Wilson. Um, Wilson's more raw, but also faster. Um, so, you know, both of those guys can fly. And, you know, if, if you look at an offense like kind of what San Francisco ran and what Miami's probably going to run now is there's a lot of short slant passes and you get the ball in your receiver's hands quickly and let them make plays with the ball in their hand. Um, and Miami's now set up perfectly with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to run that kind of offense with mm -hmm. Mike McDaniel as their head coach. Um, you know, and, and Arkansas's Traylon Burks um, might be the most well-rounded out of all of them, but um, he also, you know, has has some holes in his game too. Um, so Arkansas manufactured a lot of touches for Burks. Um, you know, they would line him up in the backfield next to the quarterback. Like they'd have a running back on one side and Burks on the other side right. to try and get him mismatched on linebackers and things like that. So those five are probably the top guys. Um, I don't really know how many are going to go in the first round. I mean, as few as two or as many as five or six could go in the first round, kind of just depending on how much people like them. I kind of feel like this year's wide receiver class is a lot like last year's pass rusher class that last year, all the pass rushers had holes in their game, but teams were so desperate for pass rushers. We saw like five Always. go in the first round when Always. there were guys that we were like, we wouldn't take them in the first round. Like, and, and they, got picked in the first round just because teams were desperate for it so it, it may be you know these guys all have some nfl caliber skill so you know if teams are looking at the wide receiver market now which just went insane this year in free agency and saying do i want to pay a guy 25 million a year who's a veteran on the market or do i want to draft one of these guys and have them for four or five years you know the, the, you're probably better off drafting them um you know so mm -hmm. The, the injuries are going to be a question definitely for Williams or London. Um, you know, Wilson's usually the other guy that I see listed at the top of the rankings as the number one. Um, but he's, he's definitely got straight line speed. Uh, his, his agility drills at the combine did not come out very well. His, his three cone and his shuttle drill. So, you know, he doesn't have a lot of wiggle. It's mostly straight line and straight he's, line. he's a bit raw in his route running. Um, but, you know, that straight line speed is is something that can take the top out, off the coverage. Um, where the Steelers have done really well in the past is kind of in those middle rounds, right, on day two right. draft picks. 
um, you know, the, the guys to keep an eye, the names to keep an eye on there, are Penn State's Jahan Dotson, um, who probably has the best hands of anyone in this draft, but he doesn't have that breakaway speed. So, you know, he plays a little, the corners get a little closer to him. He gets balls receiver. broken up, but, but he's got the best hands. Um, if, he can learn, if he can learn to run routes, he'll have great value. Yeah, yeah. Um, North Dakota State's Christian Watson, who draft Twitter absolutely loves. He's got the athleticism, but, um, you know, played at a small school. I see Ryan rolling his eyes. I'm, I'll let him get his words in. Um, the, the guy I love, Western Michigan Sky Moore, partially because he's a Whippeal guy. Um, you know, was the first player in Whippeal history to pass and rush for a thousand yards in two seasons. Um, you know, he's he's a really he could be a great slot receiver punt returner in the NFL. Um, you know, he's got he's a good route runner. He's got good hands. and He's got speed that can run away from guys. Um, the two guys the Steelers have spent a lot of time with Georgia's uh, George Pickens and Clemson's Justin Ross. Uh, new wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson worked out both of those guys at their pro days. So, um, you know, those are definitely names to keep an eye on. Uh, Ross, both of them have injury history. Pickens mm-hmm. uh, came back from an injury last year, whereas, um, you know, Ross missed an entire season with, sp- uh, with spinal surgery and then um, also had, I think, an ankle injury last year. Um, so, you know, Ross's best seasons were his freshman and sophomore seasons, and then he kind of injury mm-hmm. plagued the last two years. So that may even drop him to a day three guy. Um, you know, I could if, – if Pickens is there in round two, I could definitely see us taking him. Um, just because of the time we've we've put into him, and he's a he's a big dude. I mean, he's six three, one ninety five. Kind of, I mean, he's he's almost a well, somewhat shorter, lankier Plexico Burris. Um, you know, he's he's got size and length, but um, he's only a junior, so he still has some time to kind of fill out into his his adult mm-hmm. frame. They like the young guys, yeah, yeah. That I mean, when you're six three and have those long arms, you can you can fill out the muscle on the body. Um, and, and, and yeah. you know, he can he can definitely take the top off the coverage, too. And just a few other names to keep an eye on later in the draft. Um, SMU's Danny Gray. Uh, Frisman Jackson went to his pro day. Um, and then some other guys. Uh, Velsus Jones from Tennessee. They saw him at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, he tested really well at the Combine. And then some under-the-radar names that, like, they haven't necessarily been tied to specifically – but let's not forget the whole offensive brass, Tomlin, Colbert, Matt Canada, all went to these pro days to watch these quarterbacks play, which means they also saw Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, who's like 6'3", ran a 4'4", 40. Um, and then guys from Ole Miss, Ontario Drummond, and Braylon Sanders, who didn't test as well. But, you know, keep an eye on that. And then Virginia Tech's Trey Turner actually was at Liberty's pro day working out with Malik Turner. Willis. Yeah. So, so- – the, the, yeah, the, the, other, the other Trey Turner. So, well, what, so that's my rundown yeah. on the receivers. I'll let you guys talk. Now. Oh yeah, well, hey, way to go, man! One of the one uh, of the things Ryan's that, been drinking. You can tell. No, he had to go to the office today. Of course, he's been drinking. Um, you <laughs> yeah, know, one of the one of the things that went kind of under the radar a little bit was the fact they didn't bring Ike Hilliard back to coach the receivers, and they got uh, Coach Jackson. And I, there was a comment made. I don't know if it was by Colbert or Tomlin. I think it was Tomlin. And, you know, so often you got to kind of root through the forest sometimes with these comments. And what I took from it was that Tomlin needed a guy with these receivers that was going to be a little bit more uh, aggressive, a little more of a leader type, didn't necessarily – I, not not that I kill you as a bad guy or anything. Just I, I, I got the sense that they they 
knew they were going to get rid of Hilliard. Yeah. Probably told Hilliard, you're not going to be back, but we're going to give you a chance to catch on someplace else. So we're going to let this drag out for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he didn't move on. So they couldn't make it seem like it was his choice to leave. And. But, well, the, the point I'm making is that what we talked about right in the open is that there isn't a veteran in this group right now. Not even close. No. So, at, at, I guess at best, or at the very least, really, you get at least a coach that acts as a veteran presence. Um, and so maybe that's what they were thinking with, with Coach Jackson there. But um, the wide receiver class to me is it's interesting because, like Ian said, there's there's not the one guy that you can pencil in as this guy's going first. Um, everybody's got a, a, a few flaws. Um, so Ryan, from where you sit, what do you like? What, which guys do you like? What are you, are you looking for more of a speed guy? Do you want a slot guy? What, what do you, what are you looking for? Uh, yeah. I mean, they need a, they need a slot guy and they need some oh shit speed. And <laughs> that's yeah. the way I'm looking at it. And, you know, Ian, kudos to you on that report. I, I think it was great. Um, we actually have some of the same notes you know, I, I don't expect the Steelers to take a wide receiver in the first round. I don't. I think they're going to take a, a D-line, O-line. I'm wrong all the time, so take that for what it's worth. But, um, yeah, so so my names and, you know, I'm going to say my names for, like, you know, second, third, or fourth round, yeah. depending on, on how it all shuffles out. And, obviously, we're going to talk about running backs later. But, yes, of course, Sky Moore, he's a whippy old kid. He was the quarterback of Shadyside Academy where Mike Tomlin's son went. Um you know, I see I see Sky Moore as more of a slot guy, good ball skills, huge hands, combat catch guy. I know that's Tomlinisms, but that, that right. you can't ignore that, right? No. I don't know if he's going to be all there. Great but, qualities to have. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know if he's going to be there, but but he's definitely a name I'm interested in. If he's um, there at 52. I think they consider it. I agree. Yeah, with you. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Um, another guy, as Ian mentioned, you know, Justin Ross from Clemson. 6'4", 210, comparisons to Tim Patrick. Um, he has injury history. He had a you know, bad disc and can you know congenital fusion. I read that earlier. Man, that um, always scares me, those yeah, spinal no, injuries. Yeah. Um, that guy's but, a you know, three guy. For, and, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just reading from what I've yeah. read. Great leaping ability. He's a red zone target. He's big body, elite yak, not the animal. Um, high football IQ. And, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say he's Martavis Bryant, but – he reminds me a little bit of Martavis, Martavis Bryant. I said, I said, Martavis. You, 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 like you just said, you just said high football IQ and Martavis Bryant. <laughs> but no, I said Martavis Bryant, which is what Tomlin used to say, but Martavis Bryant. But I'm just saying body size. Martavis was, Martavis was probably a little bit more freakier, but I'm just thinking of a Martavis was a freak athlete. Yes. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of more of a, yes, I understand that. Thinking of a more thinking, thinking of more thinking. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to draw the comparison that they've looked at Clemson okay. wide receivers. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and then the other guy I got in the two or three range, and I don't know if he's going to be there because he, he's really, he's really, he's really climbed up, uh, and he's been on people's radars. Wondell Robinson from 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 Kentucky um, started in Nebraska. Ex- I'm reading explosive and fast, nope. good nope. route runner, excellent straight line speed. Um, he's tough. He could be a gadget guy. Um, he's a playmaker. And I even read a description that he's lighter than Debo Samuel, which isn't a bad comparison. Um, and then I look at the later rounds, and as Ian mentioned, 
You know, Danny Gray from SMU, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they drafted Emmanuel Sanders, you know, to 2010. But uh, Danny Gray, state champ in track, uh, has kick returning and punt returning abilities. I know oh, they signed Gunnar Olshevsky. Which is huge, that, yep. But yep. you never know. Nope. Like Gunnar Olshevsky nope. might not be a, a good kick returner. I don't, he's a more is of a punt returner, et cetera. Olszewski? Olszewski. Yes. But not Olszewski, like Jerry O. But uh, I, the one thing I saw about Danny Gray, long gliding strides. He ran a 4-3-3. And I look Ooh. at him as a later sixth or seventh. And then one name, and I'm going to throw this out there, and it's, you know, you know, whatever. Okay. Speedy Naylor from Michigan State. Jalen Naylor, not a draft pick, but a potential undrafted free agent. Yeah. He's had injury history, yeah. but he's a good route runner. I've read that he's a quarterback's best friend. Tough kid. Um, strong hands, but yep. tough. And, and again, I'm not going to say that he's going to get drafted, but – Keep an eye on him for a potential undrafted free agent. And if he could stay healthy, um, you know, injuries do play a part in this. I, I've got him in the exact for same sure. spot, Ryan. I, I, he's a real tough kid. They loved him at Michigan State. Uh, I think quarterback's best friend is a great way to describe him. Uh, had some really, really big games there. And, and yeah, I, I don't – he, he might, be, might be – you know, that I don't have in front of me. I'm not sure. Maybe Would one of the guys can look at that. How did he test? Um, I, I, he's probably he write one down of those, every every digit, but yeah, yeah, probably one of those guys that I'm guessing didn't test great because he's not real fast, if I remember correctly. Um, anyway, let me remind everybody that uh, this is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Deck serves Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily, or condo. Contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com and tell them not to drink peanut butter whiskey. Hey, um, and, and they do multifamily. I mentioned multifamily. Naylor ran a 4.5 at the combine, 38 inch vertical jump. Yeah. That's 128 fine. broad. That's respectable. 128 you know, broad? Yeah that's, yeah, that's totally respectable. Yeah. He, he was a, you know, I don't. Naylor and, was and an 8.02 on the RAS scale. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not bad at all. So the injury history is, I think, it's working against him. Right. Yeah. I but mean, could, could and, and listen, he, he, and this is the last thing I'll say. He was like, the undrafted free agents are commodities, right? Because they're they're trying to like okay I didn't get drafted but I want right. to have a good signing bonus so right. everybody's gunning for these guys but he's a type of guy that I could see the Steelers interested in right on not during the draft but he's definitely I, I would I'd well, be surprised they, they call if, these guys during the draft and they yeah, say hey if he yeah. wasn't on their if, board if for you the, don't for get the drafted we'd be interested in signing you yes right exactly right and you know he's that guy it, you know keep us in mind because we'd like to talk. And yeah, maybe he will be that guy. I mean, he, it sounds to me like he's a possession receiver. I'll be honest; I have not watched one bit of his tape, but I mm-hmm. trust you guys, so I will mm-hmm. I will take your word for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, shit. Heinz Ward was a possession receiver, and he had a hell of a career. Pretty nice career. He had a hell of a career. I mean, borderline Hall of Fame. I don't think he'll ever get in, but borderline Hall of Fame player. Ben, let me let me, and he was a possession receiver. Possession receiver for sure. Uh, Ben, what do you think the Steelers are looking for in a slot receiver right now? Are they looking for more of a juju type, or are they looking for more of a uh, quick, fast, speedy little guy in the slot? 
because I think ideally they would like a juju type who can yeah. block. Right. Uh, because if you're if you're a good blocking wide receiver, you can help out a lot in the run game. And there's emphasis on the run game this year. Absolutely. So I, I yeah. believe that's the direction they're leaning. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to get. Because you can't just go out and order yeah. a prospect, order a draft pick like you're ordering a fucking pizza. You can't just say, I want this. I want him to be tall and a good blocker. Nice. And I want him long speed, great hands, big yeah. hands. And, you know, you, you can't but just. But no pineapple. But no, no fucking pineapple. <laughs> you can't do that. And no fucking ranch on the side either, because that's basic as fuck. You can't do any of that, all right? You you get what you get. You look at what's there, and it, yeah. and you choose what you think is the best match for your team. And if it works out, it does. Uh, but I think uh, my guess is they're leaning away from the Ray Ray McLeod types. And Ray Ray, I, Ray Ray earned all my respect last year. He he was a viable starting. Wide receiver last came year. a long way as a receiver. We had five. Yep. We had five starting capable wide receivers yep. last year. That is a wonderful luxury to have. I cannot fucking believe that happened. And right now we got two. So yeah, they need some wide receivers bad. Really yeah. fucking bad. Who's yeah. uh, who's Wheaties did James Washington piss in? That's what I'd like to know. Um I I don't know. I mean, you know, he didn't. He you know, was never thing, on the, the same about, page as Ben. He, 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 him and Ben never got their timing. You think it's because he went to college with Mason? Nah, no. I'm being a dick. I'm just saying. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think his long speed. When he came in, basically, okay. So sprinters will tell you that everyone decelerates from the start. The first ten yards are always the fastest in a race. Everyone's hauling ass, and everybody slows down. And some guys slow down faster than others. And guys that slow down less win races. Okay? So the, the thing about James Washington was that he had long speed, supposedly, and that he he would gain separation late in the route because he slowed down less than the corner. Well, he wasn't exactly as advertised. He didn't get that separation. And I think that Ben never really trusted him. That and he he had untimely fucking drops. The guy just did. D, and, I, and and I just and I'm play devil's advocate. I think he's going to be ahead. okay for Dallas. I, th- I agree. I think, I think he's going to if he gets more opportunities, he'll become more consistent and, and he'll you, be a better player. Do you think if the do you think the fact that if his quarterback can throw more than forty yards would help? Well, yeah. His bread and butter was deep throws I mean, at Oklahoma State. I mean, he, he it, used those big, was, strong hands, went up and grabbed the when ball. He, when he ran deep routes with the Steelers, he didn't gain a lot of separation. No, no. And was it know, was it Ben's longest Ben's longest pass in the air last year was to Washington against the Bears. It was like fifty yards under throne. You remember that? Yes. It wasn't fifty yards under throw, but it, yeah, it, it was, was underthrown. Yeah. It was underthrown. Yeah. And then yeah. some of them were overthrown. Ben Ben's last two years, his deep yeah. ball was shit. He was, was overthrowing, underthrowing. It just I wasn't digress. the same guy. It yeah. just wasn't it wasn't the same guy as uh-huh. before the injury. But before that, he could he could throw he could throw a 20 yard out and it was a dime. And you're like, Jesus, how the fuck do you do that? And then that was gone. 2019 yeah. with the elbow and it was over. I, I think it's a good question though, Ryan, about 
Washington because I I, I agree. I, I think he's going to have a decent. Oh, I decent agree. Go with Dallas. I, I, I you know, I, I think they'll find ways to use him a little bit more. I do it, think there's truth about them not trusting him. Slot. That that was the other thing too. I, he was pretty limited in where he could be on. The I'm interested to see where they put him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, don't. I mean, I because Cedric uh, and I. This is hey. I said I'm a tangent guy, but Cedric Wilson, or they said sure, Cedric Wilson went to Miami. Yeah. Uh, Cedric no, he's Boise State, was he? No, no, no. I thought Cedric Wilson got signed by the Dolphins. Maybe I'm oh, thinking. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I might be a senior or junior. His son played for the Cowboys, but I thought right. Yeah, he did. T- yes, the Dolphins signed him. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So, so the Cowboys. Now. Okay. Now I know who you're so talking Cow- about. Listen, my my father in law is a huge Cowboys fan, so he he, he what's that? So he's obviously a terrible person. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, know, you got you got you got CEO CD Lamb, James Washington, uh, Noah Brown. I think still plays for them. Um, they they got rid of Cooper. They is got Gallup some tight ends. So Gallup is still there. He got a big deal from them. I thought. But Gallup hurt his knee. Gallup ain't gonna be right. I, I don't oh. think so. Oh, yeah. Gallup yeah. tore his ace. Gallup tore his or Achilles MCL. or something. In that, when? Uh, yeah. Gallup. I thought he tore his MCL and dislocated his. And maybe it's a different player. Sorry. No, I, no. Gallup yeah. in the was it the playoff game or right before it? Anyway, they're gonna be yeah. in the wide receiver market too. Is my point. Yes, so who absolutely. knows where James Washington is gonna be? I digress. Thank you. Yeah, I. You know. Hey, let him know the Cowboys suck. Yeah, just, just just float that into Canada He likes me though, so that let him know that the Cowboys are a perfect <laughs> the perfect five hundred since nineteen ninety seven. Um, you know, perfection. It's it's taken me thirty seven and a half minutes to mention what everybody's been talking about, but um, you know, there was this slap this weekend that got everybody's oh, attention. Fuck, whatever. Well, have you seen the meme where? Somebody Oscars. somebody says the Cowboys are making the playoffs, and then you see Will Smith smack. <laughs> it just the internet is just brilliant. I, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. Um, I think Pickens is their top target. I, I think we put Who? a lot of time into him. Um, Pickens, Pickens from Georgia. Georgia. Is, from Georgia. is the Steelers' top target? I, I think he. And I don't have any inside information on that. I'm just going based on what I, I I gather. I just got a feeling he's young. He's coming off some injury things, but man, he's got size. He he's he's been productive when he plays. I just got a feeling if he's there. But I really think, and and Ian, you guys have all mentioned him. I really think if Sky Moore is sitting there at 52, yep. they're going to have to take him because he's not going to be there in the third round. No. Um, at all, if they 80, truly, if they truly want, no him. shot. If they want him, right, got to be at fifty-two. That right. said, if you take Pickens, if if Moore's gone, if you take Pickens at fifty-two, and then like a Danny Gray or a Velas jo- Jones or someone yeah. like that in like the sixth or seventh round, that's a great restocking it because you can well, find fine. slot receivers yeah. late in the draft. You yeah. can find slot receivers in free agency. Like you can find slot receiver. Like we found Eli Rogers they as really an undrafted need a free veteran agent. presence someplace. They, they, they got to find some room. You're right. I they think do. I think they got to sign one. I, it it just feels to me like they're going to sign one and draft one. Who who's currently on the market right now? Veteran <sighs> free agent. I don't. Know. I mean, it's not a a real steady it's market. Not great. As it no. once was. Yeah. Um. I. I 
I don't know. Even for running back, it's, it's bad, right. too. Right. Yeah. Speaking of running backs. Hey, um, good segue. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that we need a running back. Now, Mike Tomlin made some yes. comments this week that he's not going to change from who he is. Going to run the wheels off Najee Harris, and we've known yep. that since day one. Which is why uh, when Najee's first contract is up, he's going to be a Ferrari with 250,000 miles. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and you pretty know. much done. Yeah, and and I, you know, I think we've all said. I know Ryan said it. I, I know Ian said it. Change of pace guy, a Tony Pollard type guy would be perfect. Tony Pollard team. would be Christmas, but that isn't going to happen. No, no, no. It's it's no. not. And, but and you plus, know who would be great is here's here's the name for you, Amos Pierre Zero Strong way. from South Dakota State. Yeah, he ran a four point three seven at the Dakota combine. State. Scarps yeah. does not like these Dakota people. I'm telling you right now. Why not? Bias against the Dakotas. He didn't right. like Watson, and now he doesn't like Pierre. Why? Why not, guy. Ryan? What, oh, what's God your damn it. Dakota bias? I, should, I gotta, right. I gotta cut back the facial expressions. Um, all right, go ahead. I make them all the time when you guys are talking. I'm like, one shit. quick, one quick tangent. In the 2017 draft, the Steelers had a certain player as the ranked as the number two wide receiver. On their board, but he didn't. He wasn't the second receiver taken. I'm sure you can guess who it is. Which draft? 2017. Okay. Ooh. Who do you think they they had as the number two ranked receiver on their board? Well, this Juju. was the number two ranked Juju. receiver not... that they had. Juju. Yes. Juju. Yeah. They took Juju. Yeah. He wasn't the second wide receiver taken. He was just. Yeah. Yes. But that was a pretty so good saying, draft pick. Huh. That was a pretty good draft pick. It it was no, especially. Absolutely. I'm especially saying that when that guy can get one on one coverage. Oh, so so my Bye. my point my point well my point about, about Juju is kudos to Juju. He he will be a he will be in Pittsburgh lore forever, and I think he did a pretty good job here. He did. Um, but I get too. my point about wide receivers is this expect the unexpected with the Steelers when it comes to wide receivers, because they've been just so they're good at evaluating really talent. fucking good at evaluating wide receivers. Yes. Yeah. I think um, their confidence is pretty high that they can find very. good wide receivers. So, so getting back to FCS schools and no disrespect, but you know, this isn't uh you know, this isn't a 16 seed in basketball. This isn't right. five on five where anything can happen. Um, You know, competition means a lot to me. Um, especially because I've never done anything athletically in my life. But um, well, you have to you have to be careful about FCS schools. I'm just saying, and I'm not it, like I just it, it scares me, and probably that's I why mean, I'm there's not Carson a, Wentz and then there's Josh Allen. I mean, yes, yes. It, well, well, Wyoming is not an FCS school. Ah, well, and, it might as well be. And I, I think there's I think there's <laughs> I mean, a reason. <laughs> Uh, to, to Ryan's point, though, this is a good point. I think there's a reason that in his 21, 22 years as GM now, Kevin Colbert has only taken one player from a non-D1 school in the first three rounds of the draft. Coakley? Right. Coakley. Coakley. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 again, and this is no disrespect because, like, I looked at Christian Watson earlier because I'm not a I'm not a Christian Watson guru or expert. But I looked at him earlier. I'm like, damn, this dude's big. He's physical. He's he's got you know he's got hands. Yeah. But who he's who's he playing against? You know what I mean? Like like at least you know you know what we talk about receivers. 
you know, we talk about you know anybody who plays in the SEC it's, it's or the Chase Winovich thing again, or the Big Ten, and it's just yeah. like whatever. Anyway, so so that's why I rolled my eyes because I have I have I have reservations. Yeah. Well, well that's fine. I mean, you're not going to take these guys high. Yeah, and no. you're not going to take Christian a, Watson's way high. Okay, that's fine, but you're not going to take yeah. a backup running back on day one or two. Yeah. I don't. Think. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Although the, yeah. the Steelers' track record for drafting. Well, running backs on day three as of late Pretty is bad. not exactly great. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Ian's dying to say something. Yeah. All right, Ian, go ahead. All right. I'm guessing it has to do with the fact his name is Pierre and he's, hey, and he's Ian? from South Dakota where Ian the capital's does. Pierre. Drink. <laughs> By the way, let's take a quick segue. Uh, what's everyone drinking tonight? I'm drinking Liberty Pole whiskey, which is from Washington, Pennsylvania. Home of the uh, Washington Wild Things. Well, not only no, not only the not only the Washington Wild Things, but home of the Whiskey Rebellion Festival that happens every year. The Whiskey Rebellion Festival. Yeah, love it. Shit, what is that? I need to fly out there for that. Pennsylvania was great. It's so much fun. You know? Oh, absolutely, man. That is. I just saw name alone. I'm like, fuck. I need to go to this. Yes, it's great. When is it? Uh, it's in the summer, like July or August. I'll oh say my god! Oh fuck! Pittsburgh in the summer is not great. Uh, you lived in Arizona. You'll yeah, I did. Dude, that's humid. You live in Portland now. Yep. Yeah. And it's be better. There's no humidity in Portland, my friend. <laughs> that's it's fair. fantastic. That's fair. What? Uh, Basically, every, everything this side of the Rockies. You know, no humidity. I'm trying to, I'm trying to broaden my horizons. Yeah. So I got Here's the some, uh, uh, Luchadora wait, wait, no whiskey. From, uh, wow, look at that can. Yeah, Hop Farm Brewing Company from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Did you, did you pick that that beer based upon the label? Fuck yeah. I would have. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's yeah. a sick thing to do, Ryan. Oh, I would. It is. Listen, that's I don't a, fill up my bracket based on mascots, so relax over there. That's, that's how women mis- pick out wine. It's that's Ray Mysterio. I, I really liked the label, and so I bought it. Uh, yeah, say, well, say, whatever the one you picked out sucks, <laughs> and you need to learn about wine. And Ben, what are you drinking? You're a dick. Uh, yeah, you, a dick. <laughs> you know, hey, have, like five episodes, you have, have, have we you. met Ryan? We've met before. Right? I do love you, but you are a fucking dick. I'm saying <laughs> this isn't the first time we've talked. Broken top whiskey <laughs> from Sisters, Oregon. Oh, very nice. It is good shit. Sisters, actually. Oregon, and I'm is the female. Related? What the is, fuck, you know? <laughs> Is that my brother's Oregon? Yeah. Sisters is uh it's it's two mountains in central Oregon. Oh, I'll bet it's two mountains. Interesting. Yeah, what the fuck? You're fucking throwing us softballs right now. I'm just telling you, that's what they are. They're not the Sister Sisters, which by the way are a really good band. And and the first time I heard that, I was like, Scissor Sisters, huh? I wonder what that's about. Yeah. Uh, if we don't get canceled tonight, we're never getting canceled. And I, and, I, and I looked at the girl I was dating, and I said, what's that about? Will you explain that to me? <laughs> Did she send you to UrbanDictionary.com? Oh, hours of enjoyment on that site. I had to yeah. Google that from my phone, not work computer, you know? <laughs> I, I actually had uh, uh, a pizza place not far from where I grew up called the Three Sisters. And uh, it was affectionately known in our town as Six Tits. Uh, so no, seriously, know. I'm not kidding. Thing. This band, the, the Scissor Sisters, are actually really good. The sister Sisters, <laughs> the Scissor Sisters, they're cutting they're edge. 
They're very no, they're very good. I'm not kidding. I'm, I was surprised. I, I, I was like, Ryan. then when I heard the name of the band, I was like, do you guys take this shit seriously at all? I mean, that's we the just name lost of your band? our entire audience, and I couldn't care yeah. less. Uh, okay, back on track. Running, running back. backs. Here's, here's what from, the Steelers did interview them at the combine. So they let's, they let's did, and regardless of regardless of where hey, you play, we, we've had a few drinks. We've had some drinks. Yeah. Yes, we have. Regardless of where you play, speed travels, right? That being said, there's a massive problem with this entire running back class. Is that at the combine, none of them did agility drills because the stupid NFL structured the combine for TV so that they ran their 40s in prime time, and then these dudes were just sitting around for two hours before right. they were supposed to run their agility Excellent drills. Point at like 10 o'clock at night and the entire running back class opted out of the three cone drill and out of the shuttle drill. So we have no agility scores on any of these guys, which makes it really hard to assess them because is Pierre Unless you're really good at breaking down tape, which I'm going to say the scouts probably are. Yeah, but is is Pierre Strong's 4.3740, is that a, a Dree Archer 40 where he can only run straight, and if he has to wiggle at all, he, he loses all his speed? Or... Size, dimensions, what are they? Oh, for Strong? Yeah. Um, they, they weren't too bad. Uh, hold no, on. Me, he had me, some size to him. Yeah, let me, let me pull him up here. Um, I think he was, let's see here, 5'11", 207. So he's, yeah. he's oh, yeah. much better size than Dree Archer. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and he's, he's not going to be an arm tackle guy. No. no. 36 36 inch vertical, 124 inch broad jump. I mean, he had some good numbers um for a for an FCS guy. So he's got explosive. Yeah, that's he, good. He's got explosives. I'm saying day 3, I would absolutely take a risk on this guy. Um some other guys the Steelers have talked to, um Tyler Algier, whatever the fuck you pronounce his name from BYU. Um, <laughs> Ian said fuck. I would like it noted for the record. That I don't Ian think you've ever heard of him. I want to take it a time. Oh, before. Writing it down now. I, all right. Anyways, um, BYU running back, he has a lot of he, – he's like a one-cut runner, kind of like yeah, a Chuba Hubbard, a Jonathan Dwyer, you know, foot in the ground and go is what it is. Um, Jonathan Dwyer. There's a yeah. name. Sincerely, I know who it is, but like I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what? I'm trying Honestly, I got you. As got bad you. as the run game was at that point, Jonathan Dwyer was their best running back. He was their best option. Yeah, yeah, he was a good dude too. FYI. Um, right on. Um, you know, other guys they've talked to, Sincerely McCormick from UTSA, who was at the Conference USA offensive player of yep, the year. Big year down there. Um, Letty Brown from West Virginia, which let's talk about this for a second. They sent their assistant wide receiver coach to West Virginia's pro day, and West Virginia doesn't have any draft eligible wide receivers. So I really don't know what they're looking at here or why they sent him there. Um, but you know, it, it got reported around that um, they're yeah that he was there. Uh, at any rate, some other running backs they've they've kind of run into over time, whether it be. You know, like we said, the whole brass was there scouting quarterbacks. So, like yep. Jerome Ford from Cincinnati, uh, James Cook and Zamir White from Georgia, they were all there for. Snoop Connor from Ole Miss, they were there for. And then Kevin Colbert's kind of gone off on his own to a couple other pro days. He right. went to Michigan. They saw Hassan Hacken, or Haskins. Haskins. Um, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. Ty Chandler from North Carolina. Brian Robinson from Alabama, they saw this week. So, there's been a lot of running backs that they've seen at pro days. Um, 
you know, so it's it's pretty wide open, and they do need a a backup to Najee who could because Benny Snell just hasn't no. gotten there, and you know he Benny Snell is not a three down back. If Najee gets hurt, you need a guy you can bring in and and put in there. But I think to to Ryan's point earlier, which was an excellent point, the one thing this offense does not have right now is home run hitters. You need a guy who's a threat to score anytime he touches the ball, whether that's at running back, at wide receiver, wherever it is, you need a guy who can take it to the house and make big plays with the ball in his hands. Because whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it's some draft pick, you need yards after the catch. You need help from your skill players. And that's the big takeaway from this draft is we need guys with speed that can score anytime they touch the ball, whether it's a bubble screen, a slant pass, a draw play, whatever it is, you need guys that can get big yards. Slightly. What they need on this offense right now is a Melde Moore. They need a guy who can come in and be a third down back but also be a spot starter. That would, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's great, what they yeah. need right I, this minute. I don't disagree with that. And because you could, not only can he rest Najee on third down on a regular basis, but he can also come in should Najee sprain his ankle and, and make a spot start and play respectably, right? Yep. But Willie Moore was never like a great running back. But pretty good. Man, you know, he was he, a great he, pickup. He did he enough. Was. Yeah, I know he was yep. a great signing. There's no he question. Was. But, but they need uh, to find a guy like that, in my opinion, who who fits that kind of a role. Uh, it, it, did they talk to Damian uh, uh, Pierce out of Florida? Because he's a guy that I sound like Collinsworth. Um, here's a guy. Here's a, here's guy. a guy. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. It, do it. I mean, it, here's a guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> I also yeah. went to Florida. Here's a guy that followed. Yeah, exactly. Me. Well played. So, so it's like a I Casey Kasem slash call. It is Casey Kasem. It. I it is. Love it. Next time, I hope you can have more things. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Yeah. Uh, so Pierce, they saw at the Senior Bowl, and don't forget, like Tomlin, Colbert, yeah. all those guys were at the Senior Bowl. So basically, <laughs> anyone who played in the Senior Bowl, I'm counting yeah. as them having scouted he's, pretty significantly. He's an interesting um, guy to me. He's yeah. not. He's not a burner or anything. He's still he was way sober compared to us. Not used to. Uh, uh, not used a lot, but man, he just he runs hard and is one of those guys. I don't know if he would fit him a Walday Moore type role, but you know he's somebody to look at too. Um, my concern is that they get – do they get a little overconfident, a little arrogant sometimes, and they think, you know, eh, we're not going to draft a running back. We'll find somebody in free agency, a rookie. We'll just bring him in because they, they – Tomlin just subscribes to that that ride him until they die theory, and I, I understand oh, it, but I don't like die it. As a result. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just – you look around the league, you look at, you know, the Niners, even the Rams were rotating in a couple of backs. Um, the Rams had even, a lot of running back injuries, too. I mean, they did. Know, if, if they the Rams did. had had their way, they would have had Cam Akers the whole season. But I, I think and, so. But he got yeah. hurt. Daryl Henderson got hurt. So, yeah. But but I think to your point, though, it's a, it's a really good point that, like, 
you want a running back at the end of the year who's going to be fresh. Like when we played Kansas City and they brought in Jarek McKinnon, who had been hurt all oh, year, man. he was fresh and fresh. was just running like blowing past us. That yeah, at the end of the year, it's it's kind of good to have even some of those. Like McKinnon's not a young guy; he's an older guy, yeah. but he was fresh, and that made a right. huge difference. I agree. You know, the 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 that playoff is, Lenny the, the Leonard Fournette, you know, is that, fresh. That, Helped him out a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Hey, let me uh, remind everybody too that we are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, which means we are very happy to be tied in with DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook. College basketball fans, this is it. Final four weekend coming up. Join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. I fucking one, hate Duke. I fucking hate Duke, as do every good person in the United States. All right. Go, Duke. Um, my one final thought on running backs is Dude, that there are, there are a ton of free agent running backs available out there, most of them being veteran guys who are in their late 20s that yeah. you're not going to run the wheels off of but right. can probably give you that kind of spot start if you need it. You know, guys like a, a Philip Lindsay – who could be that third down kind of back, um, yeah. you know, like a, a Marlon Mack who's had injury issues, but, you know, could be that, you know, third down plus. Yeah, I liked him coming out too. Plus, you know, spot starter if he can stay healthy. Right. Um, if. 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 That, and that's a big if. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, you know. Um, Daryl Williams, uh, you know, um, just, uh, yeah, Peyton Barber, Guys who have kind of Wayne Gallman, you know, guys who have been spot starters occasionally, but you can probably get for dirt cheap right before training camp just to give them a tryout. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the guy I've been talking about all along that I really like, Justin Jackson, who hasn't signed anywhere yet, which I'm kind of surprised by because when he was healthy and filled in for the Chargers, I like that. he was he was all right. Um, yeah, you know, but he just had <laughs> You know, he had dudes in front of him the whole yeah. time that he couldn't surpass on the depth yeah. chart. So, like, yeah. you know, if you can find a guy like that for basically the veteran minimum, because running backs, you can get dirt cheap on the free agent market. Right. Um, you know, fill fill your roster out with a couple of those guys. They'll give you more than, um, you know, Anthony McFarland has given you in three years. Really? I think McFarland's done. I don't. I don't think he's making the team this year. But that's I, another I, conversation for which later. Shocks me, but yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I really. When McFarland came out, I didn't think he was going to be like a great running back. But I thought he'd be a home run threat and a guy that you could, worst injury you, archer. Yeah. So far, yeah. but if, right. if you I said it, he was yeah, a guy no, he, that I thought if you, if you got him out of the space, he would work the situation to. To create long games, if you got into space, you know, which I'm not saying that's easy, but mm -hmm. you know, so far he's done dick. I mean, nothing. Yeah, I mean, he he's battled some injuries. He can't eat, but yeah, but he can't yeah. do enough when he's healthy to right. get a hat on Sundays, and that tells you a lot, right there. Yeah, 
No, I, I, I agree. I, uh, I think one of those guys, Ian, might be somebody that's brought in. Um, whether they draft somebody or they do get a rookie free agent at the end of the draft, I still think they're going to bring in one or two of those types of guys too. Um, and if well. they don't bring back Tarot Edmonds, they're not tied to having Trey Edmonds on the practice squad either. It, it sure know? seems to be that they are connected. Right? I, Which, I really know. I, I think Tomlin loves Trey Edmonds. I think he does. He, he, he does. loves Trey he Edmonds. He really does. Trey Edmonds is the cat of nine lives. He somehow yeah. keeps making this team. Um, that I don't think. Said, I don't think. I think those things are, are, are independent of one another. I think that that Mike Tomlin really likes Trey Edmonds and likes to have him as an option. As a fullback slash running back slash whatever the fuck yeah well he does that's okay because they're going to draft Connor Hayward in the seventh round this year and continue their family the tradition yep. and because they they love family members so they do you know, they're going to they do they I mean, brought in the extra Connor Hayward can play can play special teams and and play fullback I'm all for it but if not yeah don't uh-oh. do it just to do it um. So, Scarps, we're going to talk a little bit about tight ends, and I I, I want to give this to you oh, first because I had you know, RBs. I thought I tight ends talk, was next week, man. I think we should talk about Ye is still so sober. <laughs> well, I, I, I let, did. Let Ryan talk about running backs. I've dominated the show. Let Ryan talk about running. No, backs. I thought we were doing tight ends next week. That's what she said. But um, <laughs> well, no, I, I just <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> I, all I want, I can, we can go back to running backs. All I wanted to mention was that your uh, your avatar, I believe it is, on Twitter currently, isn't, <laughs> isn't it a picture of you and uh, one Mr. Earl Miller? One of the greatest, seriously, Who's one of the Earl? greatest, one of the greatest moments. Timing is everything, but one of the greatest moments uh-huh. of my life was just being at the right place at the right time, <laughs> standing in front of Heath Miller. In a loss at Oakland, imagine that. Imagine yeah. the Steelers playing the Raiders on the road and losing. Um, and and I just remember, like, you because you're not allowed to have your phone on the sidelines. Like, you can have it, but you can't really, like, be in right. the lot, whatever. And I just remember all of a sudden my phone just blowing up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, like, at halftime, like, I went back, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, literally, like, Heath and I, like – same shot, same yep. hairline, and I remember not that day because we lost. But I remember like afterwards, like I showed her the we picture. We lost like, in Oakland. I'm like, that stung yeah, me, yeah, man. yeah. I was like, I was like, man, we're twinsies. And he like, and we la- we laughed about that for a long time. Listen, I know he didn't die, but I'm gonna say a prayer for Heath Miller right now because like that dude was one of the best ever. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. he just 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 I, great. I really like the way that he retired. He made a phone call to the Steelers and said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and retire. And that was I, it. I yeah. do, but I don't because it was a Friday and I thought I was going to get out of work early. Whatever. He pulled the Friday news dump on me. He was smart. Like, uh, he, Heath was smart as hell. He's he like, like, he was like you know what? I, I, I've decided to retire, and there, there's not really. Yeah, I'm so not, you went to I'm UVA. Not, I mean, he had I'm, to be somewhat will smart. Will you guys just send me my stuff? Because I'm staying here. Um, I, <laughs> he would, he would be like, he would joke, but I would actually like respect his words. He'd be like, "I'll give you five interviews a year, so like, make sure you come <laughs> to me with good stuff." I'd be like, "I'd be like, all right," and and he was only joking, but like, I literally would only go with him 
to for the, go go to him for the good stuff. But yes, that is my Twitter avatar. Follow me. I tweet good things about Mike Tomlin, which apparently isn't popular. Yeah, yeah you're a popular. dick. Why do you defend yeah. Mike Tomlin? I mean, because fucking data and stats and and, and say he's a good coach. And, and, yeah, because he is dickheads. Never yeah, knock it off. Getting away of an opinion. Quantitative analysis or things I'm of that 100% nature. I'm here for the stats and the data, Ryan. Quantitative analysis. Anyway, back to running backs. Yeah. Um, running backs. Oh, running yeah. backs. So, so I sort of, I sort of, when we talked about like who the we Steelers might draft or whatever, who they're looking at, I sort of judge this based on where I think they're going to go. So, yeah. um, I could see them going for a running back third round or fourth round. So, and I don't know if these guys are going to be here, but I'm going to talk about it. So, I got James Cook from Georgia, who is not only uh, a great running back, but he is a world renowned explorer. That is a history joke. But, nice. um, um, Started at Miami, went I to Georgia. It. He's the brother of Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen comparisons: uh, Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, Tony Pollard, who I've spoken about on this show many times, and even Miles Sanders. Um, his best years has been a re- been as a reserve. Um, and last year, in 15 games, I think only two starts. He had a thousand all-purpose yards and 11 touchdowns. And my theme tonight is two going stars. to be. Not a lot of tread on the tires. So then I look mm-hmm. at a guy like mm-hmm. Jerome Ford, started Alabama, went to Cincinnati. I sound, Do I sound like Mel Kuyper? I hope I don't. But um, Alabama. <laughs> you a Mel Kuyper? Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'll work on it. But no, so he starts at Alabama. He's behind Najee Everybody. Harris, yep. Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris. Um, kind of a good recruiting class. Yeah, so, so if saying. you can play at Bama – if you can yeah. play a Bama, you're, you're pretty you're probably good. probably pretty um, good. Another guy that has low mileage, only 319 career carries. He's fast. He's strong, athletic. So I look at James Cook as like a third rounder. I look at, at Jerome Ford as a fourth rounder. We'll see. And then I got two guys in the later rounds, maybe undrafted free agents. I'm looking at, and I love his name. I'm looking at Snoop Connor from Ole Miss, okay? Mm-hmm. Snoop Connor has comparisons to Alexander Madison from the Vikings, and I think that's, that's a really, a, really good, good comparison. Yes. Yes. Low mileage, only two starts in Ole Miss history, but he's third all-time in school history with 26 rushing touchdowns. Damn. He's 5'10", 222. He's a brick shit house. Um, and then I'm looking at a guy. It's a wild card, but I'm looking at a guy like Quan White from South Carolina. Comparisons to Ty Johnson and Tony Pollard. Started at a Florida State. He was a linebacker, but he's explosive and athletic, but he's raw. Okay. Springy, creative, unpredictable. Six or seven, like Snoop Connor or an undrafted free agent. The bottom line is they need a sub for Najee. They need a capable running back that can spell Najee, and they need a home run hitter. I don't give a shit whether that's a wide receiver or running back. Wasn't uh, I? You know, Ryan, that was really good. But I, I would like you to work on your your uh, Mel Kiper and Todd McShay impression <laughs> because that would really that would round things out. I'm it would, it, it, it would make the whole thing a lot yeah, better. Yeah, if you don't I'm, know, listeners, Ryan I'm is a man saying, of many impersonations. He can do a lot of impressions. He can. He's so since, since we're talking he's about Troy Polamalu, that is fucking wasn't spot on. Yeah. Wasn't Madison the guy that was like running through us like nothing this year? No, that no, was that was, was actually that was, that was literally everyone, every wow. fucking it was running back. Nah, it was Delvin because he came back. Delvin. Madison yeah. was the week before. Whoever they yeah. played the week before, I remember it was watching them. He was every just... running back. No, after like week Touché. five. Touche. Steel Dad, real quick, and then the yeah. e. Steel Dad. The th- that's what, you, what dad, you just everything. said was perfect because Dalvin Cook battled injuries all year. Yeah. 
and you didn't quite know if it was Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison. And that, to me, is great. No, no disrespect to Najee, but Ian, it's just kind of like, who the hell is it, Najee, or is it Ian Scoop made Connor? The point I don't give a shit because we're winning. Fresh, <laughs> and I know the Vikings, Vikings struggled this year. But and still. Ian is dead on. Ian, what? thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Snoop, my – my 10-year-old son this week told one of his brothers, you don't even know who Snoop Dogg is. He's the guy in the Corona commercial. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But I'm like, I'm like, this is your frame of reference, dude? Okay, you know? So so, so did you introduce Snoop to some – or uh, no, your son no, to some I, Snoop, I just, uh, no, Dr. I Dre? Just, I, just, I just went and tweeted about it. I didn't – So the experience, did you – Give your kids some edibles before <laughs> no. you introduce them to Snoop. No. no. That's good. Look, kids, here's gin right. and juice. I yeah. applaud that. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, you know, I, the tight end class, really, I was going to th- we can save it for next week. That's totally fine. It's not a great tight end class. Uh, no. Steelers, I don't know how much shit. are in the market anyway. Thank uh, God. The Steelers I, are in the market for a number three tight end. I, I think. I would love to see them find Remember flashback to when they drafted Zach Gentry and we were all like, what the fuck? That's a I, bullshit choice. I cannot fucking believe yep. you took that guy. Yep. He sucks. Fuck you guys. And they turned out to be he's 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 respectable. He is caught, the, caught Ben Roethlisberger's last pass. He did, did he really? Yes. Right, right, right outside the goal line. Yeah. I am just saying the Steelers might know more. Than the average, well, I, I think it's also the average a, scout on Steelers Twitter. It's a credit to to the kid too, because Gentry was he a worked. former former quarterback who he worked. worked his when he, ass when he showed off. up, he was tall and and lanky yes. and couldn't block to save his fucking life, no. and no. couldn't get on the field because of it. Yep. and right. he worked and he became better, he and as a result, he's like a respectable player now. No, well, I, I, think, I totally agree. I think that goes back to, you know, something that Tomlin and Colbert always talk about is that, like, there's guys who want to be football players because they love the game. And then there's guys who want to be football players because they love the lifestyle that comes with being a football player. And they always try to tend towards getting guys who want to be football players because they love the game and are going to work hard rather than the other type guys. And occasionally you get guys that right. fall into that other category. But, you know, sometimes when you're picking in the late sixth round and you're like, hey, this guy's on the board and we think he has some upside, maybe Antonio we'll take Brown. Yeah, exactly. I was I was trying to say that without saying it, but you had more <laughs> drinks than I have. So, yes. Um, but, but yeah, you know, but, but AB worked hard too. I mean, that's not to discredit AB worked his fucking ass off. Yeah. He was a talented, hardworking guy. That's why he and Ben. Yeah. You know this. Yes. Yes. So. Because AB worked his ass off and Ben took Wednesdays off every week. Didn't matter if he played badly on Sunday or not. He took Wednesday off. Yeah. And, and AB had had enough. And maybe he had a point, but it didn't fucking matter. You don't. Go lower than the other guy, AB, which is what yeah. you do. Yes. Unless you're, unless you're trying to, you know, stop a goal line stand, then you definitely want to get lower than the other guy. But sure. at any yeah. rate, well, that's yeah. that's what you want in your defensive lineman, not in your wide receiver. 
I uh, I did want to get defensive your defensive lines in two weeks, folks. Come back. Yes, we'll get to that. Uh, I did want to get your thoughts. The the NFL owners this week did approve changes to the postseason OT. The, first of all, the regular season staying the way it is, which quite frankly sucks. I would just assume they keep ties. I'm fine with it. Uh, but you guys are both wrong. Well, hey, Ryan Ryan time. did a really good breakdown on ties Twitter suck. of what teams' records would have been if they if they had just tied at the end of regulation. Well, well done, Ryan. Yeah, All no, that's me. true. Check check out uh, uh, Ryan at his Twitter feed. And pull check that out, out Ryan drunk tweets during the day on a week. <laughs> I, what <laughs> at work? <laughs> I'm pretty confident when Ben works hey, out before the show, he drinks, hey, Ryan's he drinks boss. his water bottle. Check out Ryan's tweets. <laughs> Hashtag slammered. I, I do not drink at the gym because I'm working out. But, but assholes uh, cut in front of you. That's right. Respect the gym etiquette. That's I right. bitch and actually move them out of the way. That's right. Do that because he gets the spray bottle out like they're a dog that won't stop barking. I'm like no, I was doing that. Fuck you. Uh, anyway, uh, so basically, it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Overtime is now. Uh, uh, each team will get one offensive possession. Once each team has had an offensive possession, then it's sudden death. Um, and goes from there. And and, I, and I'm fine with that. I think the, the game has changed. It's a quarterback-driven league. It's an offense-driven league. And, and whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. Um, you know, what, what do you guys think about the, the proposal? It came on very, very late. Um, and I've heard that some owners want to actually dig into it a little bit more. But the proposal was just simply, instead of having a coin toss – at the end of regulation, just say it's just like between the end of the first and the second or between the end of the third and the fourth quarter team that had the ball, you get the ball and, and go from there. You know, I, I, I don't know. I thought it had some merit. Wait, 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 wait. It was team that had a ball or so if, if, it was, if, I thought it was, I thought it was team that had the ball. So if the Steelers had the ball, not get the ball. No, I thought it was if the Steelers. I thought, had I the thought it was ball. the other way around. I thought it was. A, I thought it was basically the team with the best rested defense would go out. So basically, they were saying whichever team mm-hmm. did not have the ball got the ball next. My and understanding was it was it was to be just like the, in between the first quarter and the second quarter. No, if but the Steelers have the ball at the twenty and it's first and ten. End of the first quarter, then they've got the ball at the 20, first and 10 when the second quarter starts. And you put, you know, like they used to many, many years ago, put 15 minutes on the clock and play the period. You know, I, I, you know, and and I get the safety thing, but come on, who are we fucking kidding anymore with player safety? I mean, it's gotten ridiculous. They they don't care about player safety. They don't give a shit about player safety. They They care about the product on the field. Uh, And that is it. They don't care about mm-hmm. character. They don't care about no. No. they care about the product on the field. The, I think strategically it can make for some very interesting choices though, because like mm-hmm. yeah, if you know right now, if you get the ball with like 40 seconds left and the other team doesn't have any timeouts, you take a knee, it goes to overtime, you see what happens. But under that, you know, do you try and move the ball down the field? Do you, right. you know, what what you know, how, how do you work it out? It creates doubt. 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was even thinking about with the the proposal that got passed, right? So let's say, you know, we'll use last year's example, right? Patrick Mahomes takes his team down the field, scores a touchdown, kick the extra point. They're up by seven. Josh Allen takes his team back down the field, scores a touchdown. Do you go for two in the win there? Because are you do you think you have more of a chance if you're the second team with the ball? I like that idea. Oh, I love you have a better chance of converting a two-point conversion or kicking the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and trusting your defense to stop him when all he needs is a field goal to win now, right? That I think I think the second team now has an advantage because like you're better off choosing defense now rather than taking the ball first. Mm -hmm. That you're you're it's it's almost like college or high school overtime or a, a shootout in hockey or whatever or in soccer or whatever you want to call it. You're better off knowing what you need to do, right? Yeah. The first team goes down, kicks a field goal, you get the ball, touchdown wins it, field goal keeps the game going. Yes. Or, you know, and, and there was there was some coach, I think it was anonymous, but basically he said, like, I didn't trust my defense to stop them on fourth down, like if they need it, because for yeah. the second team that gets the ball, too, you now have four downs. If you need to score, you know, if the first team doesn't score, sure. then it's kind of like, okay, we can punt it back, whatever. We'll see what happens. But like, if the first team scores a touchdown or a field goal, you have to score to keep the game going. So now you're going, you have to go for it on fourth down. So you now right. have four downs instead of three to the, the strategy of overtime is now completely changed too. So oh, I agree. It's, it's, I, I love it. I'm very yeah. interested to see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, apparently we've lost uh, both Ryan and Benny, and so we're just going to close well, the show you know, without these two assholes. Me, me talking uh, strategy just turns everybody off. I guess. Well, I, I, I'm still here. I I love the strategy. I think it's going to be great for the game when it happens. Um, yeah. But you know, clearly it has happened uh, enough recently where the owners felt it was uh, uh, something they needed to address, and and they did. So I'm back. Uh, and Scarps is back just in time for me to close things out here. Uh, I, Ryan, Ryan didn't get in on this. Ryan, do you have an overtime take? It, it's fine. It's fine. No, go ahead. We got plenty for of the audience to know. I have to piss, but the point is, is that in back-to-back weeks last year in the AFC, we saw the home team get the ball first and score a touchdown, and then we saw the home team get the ball, fail to score a touchdown, and Cincinnati kicked the field goal. So. Yeah. As I bitched and moaned about it last year, I think it's very smart for both teams to get a possession regardless if a touchdown is scored. And if I'm the NFL, I look at that as that's more money in my pocket. More people people are paying attention to it. More people uh, are going to watch this. Um, Tangent, they should scrap uh, overtime during the regular season. I'm sure sure the NFL PA would probably like that too. That's less injury. Um, And I know that would hurt a couple folks, but – if they actually did that, as Ian mentioned earlier, if they actually did, they scrapped overtime during the regular season last year, the Steelers and Raiders would have been out, the Colts and Chargers would have been in, and then in the NFC, the Saints would have been in and the Cardinals would have been out. It's nuts. You know, if, if they went seven, ahead and scrapped three overtime. The Steelers still would have been a 500 record. So, Right. If they, if they went ahead and scrapped overtime, Mason Rudolph would have more ties. <laughs> Maybe Ben shouldn't have gotten COVID. Maybe he should have been safer. <laughs> I'm oh, a dick. God. Maybe he should have. Maybe you're right. Oh, well, the 
wheels have come completely. Oh, I said it. I'm a that's dick. all right, buddy. That's all right. <laughs> anyway, hey, that's it for wow, us. Ryan, Thank what you for uh, listening to the SCB Steelers <laughs> podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And as always, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Fuck the Browns. And go Duke. Weird.